Why, hello there. This is an exciting time. I'm joined today by my friend Sophie. And once this podcast begins and once we start talking, you're going to realize the energy that will mostly be present the entire episode for important details to note. She has a cat called Jinx, and I love Jinx. And this is Jinx energy written all over it. And you're going to hear ambient sounds in the background for the first time ever in this podcast. And I'm not that mad about it. It's kind of like you are with us and just, and you're following along. We are in Sophie's living room and we are sitting on the couch. I hope you're ready to just hang out with us and talk about all things foolish. that make you feel like a fool just (laughs) that's just me waking up in the morning the first thing you know what I actually start my days feeling like a fool because I wake up and okay so now we live in this new apartment we have no curtains and you can see all of our neighbors on like our bedroom side our living room side I keep my rat tests in the skull I feel like I need to contextualize. I have, a, I have a Halloween candy skull that has all of the rat tests in them. And the first thing I do in the morning is I get out of bed in my underwear, walk to the dining room table to swab my nose for my daily rat test. No contacts, squirting the stupid solution into the rat test. That's when I'm like, I can't believe this is how I start every day. So just for full context, Over here as a teacher, we've been required to do rapid antigen tests every single morning. That is why this happens. That's dehumanizing. So I really start my day off on a low and then it just like slow incline. I feel like everyone does their rat test differently. Yeah. Some of us do it, you know, when like the first thing we don't even think about it. It's like muscle memory, just kind of scurry over. And by the way, if you can hear that. I know. I'm so sorry. Sophie's cat is part of this episode and has only croaky things to say. Yeah. Um, I used to get up, do my rat test before putting in my contact lenses. I'm squinting to find the rat test. (laughs) I'm squinting to take apart the rat test and I'm squinting to make sure that this is the correct rat test Mm. and it's not one that I've left on the table. Yeah. Because that has happened before where I've been like, yeah, I'm about to like (laughs) drop the solution and wait, why is there already a line? It's so fast. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's so fast and it's negative. No, it was one that I left. And so I think my one is like, there's nothing more foolish than me waking up realizing I have to squint to see. Yeah. And I think it's, I cannot fathom how some people wake up and they can just perfect, crisp, clear, sharp vision. I know. Actually, sorry. Wow, I suck at podcasting. Hello, everybody. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'll let you do it. This is like eavesdropping on someone talking to their friend and then them realizing, oh, hey. I have an interview. Hi. So today we are joined with Sophie. I have known Sophie for, I think I've known you for almost a year now. I think so. Because you came over when Izzy and I had like a flat... Yeah, housewarming. housewarming. And I remember Sophie coming over and me freaking out because I was like, I don't know Sophie. 
Um, but she's hilarious, and I, I'm like, hang out with me, please. I don't know how. That is. And before you know it, I'm like petting her cat. Currently, Sophie and I are two sides of the same coin in the sense that I work in a secondary school and Sophie's been working in a primary school. Yes. And it's funny because we get to hear the different sides when we tell our absurd just how was your day stories mm-hmm. um and i feel like whenever you tell me stories about you in primary i'm like i am my best self in secondary <laughs> and whenever i tell you stories of like some of the secondary things that i go through you're like i'm my best self in primary yes do you have even sorry i'm about to sneeze for everyone's benefit i've decided to not include my sneeze so imagine a sneeze happening <laughs> That was dehumanizing. (laughs) You know when you're about to have a sneeze and you can't stop it and it's going to happen and you're in the middle of something. And this reminds me of when we did online learning and Izzy was like, I could hear her in her room doing a lesson. And she just, she was talking like, achoo, sorry guys. Anyway, as I was saying, (laughs) she just kept going. Wow, that's smooth. Today, we're going to talk about things that make us feel a little bit, I don't know, no thoughts, no thoughts. No thoughts, head empty. Head empty, no (laughs) thoughts. Um, Every day you go through things that make you feel a little bit smaller than you initially might be. Um, I think just to preface everyone, we're talking about less kind of serious things that make you feel, it's just, it's us laughing about ourselves, just about the silly things that make us feel like, huh, I am immortal. I am mere (laughs) mortal. I mean, an example that I kind of posed for um, when I asked you guys the question was me waiting for the microwave. And just, (laughs) it's not long enough that I can go off and do something else and come back, but it's also not short enough that I can just stand there for two seconds and be like, this is my food. Anyways, if you feel like laughing about yourselves um, or at us, With us. With With us. us. Um, Stay tuned. I'm excited to also have a guest again because it's been a while. Um, Yeah. Just let that one in. Beep. (laughs) Um, Choose a sound for me to cover it up with. Jinx's croaky meows. Okay, first one. This is prompted by one of you guys. You said, I've put my phone passcode into the microwave on too many occasions. (laughs) 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 I chuckle every time I realize... You know what? What? In the same realm, I have set my alarm in my phone, but on the calculator app. Yes, that is, okay, that is relatable. Microwave person, I respect your honesty, but I don't understand you in the slightest. That is absolutely <laughs> not relatable to me at all. I'm sure someone out there is, oh dude, I think I should preface with, and you know, if you ever steal my phone, you're welcome. My phone passcode at the moment is all zeros because I didn't want to get rid of face ID and it's COVID times. So, you know, it's dehumanizing to pull your mask down and look oh at your gosh. phone. Um, but I guess if your pass, your phone passcode was like a minute and a half, which is about the length of time I microwave anything, then sure. Maybe it's the fact that the passcode pad, the number pad, the like standard every t- maybe number it's like pad. Every time everything. you see a standard number pad, you think of okay, time to put in my phone passcode. 
yeah, I'm always holding the microwave in one hand, ready to put my fucking password in. <laughs> Frequently, actually every day, I bring my own microwave to school. Can you tell me where you get a mini microwave? Because then I would not have to wait <laughs> at the pantry every time to microwave something. That's true. Calculator app thing though, that yeah. is very relatable. I open the calculator app, almost every day when I'm trying to check the time. I've woken up and I'm like, why is my alarm not ringing? <laughs> because you fool, you, you fool. didn't put in. Uh, yeah. Anyway, another one, this one. Okay. This one I've experienced specifically in the IFC mall. Okay. Mine is waiting for an automatic door that refuses to open. <laughs> okay, yeah, is it when you're going into the mall from the taxi stand <laughs> and the doors are slanted and you're like, if. I walk too quickly and the doors don't open. I'm going to just be at a 45 degree yeah, angle. That, yes, that is embarrassing. Like I've exited the shuttle bus numerous times and I'm like, I'm ready to go in. I'm ready to go and like go into the MTR and just do my thing. Yeah. Get to the doors. If I walk any faster, I will bash my head. <laughs> or not any faster. If I walk continuously at the speed that I'm walking when it opens. Yeah. Um, but I agree, waiting for an automatic door is like dehumanizing. It's like that one line from a Cinderella story, the one where she goes, waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Because waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Me apparently waiting for automatic doors. Anyway, watch a Cinderella story. Great movie. Does do people on the other side see me? Just like I think if we're specifically <laughs> talking about IFC and it's forty five degrees slanted automatic doors. It is slanted, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is it's slanted. A bit funny because it's like I know this is a design thing, but why? But <laughs> I also feel like I have to lie on it. I know. I feel like I I move according to the doors. But if we're specifically talking about IFC, the people on the other side, if they're walking outside they're thinking, I hope I don't hit my head before I get to the point of no return <laughs> on the slant. I feel like we don't have to worry about that. Like the doors will open. But I mean, imagine if you're like six foot something and you're trying to walk towards the doors. I bet you're thinking like, will is today the day I have to lean back before the doors open for I me? I have one fear. <laughs> I have yes, one fear, fear and it's this. It's the IFC automatic doors. Yes, that. My actual, my other fear is automatic soap dispensers. That's dehumanizing. You put your hand under, it doesn't no! come. You pull it away, oh the soap comes out. Yeah. Now there's soap everywhere. Your hands are still dry. I was in the cinema the other day and there was an automatic soap dispenser hand and automatic tap as well in the bathroom. Okay. And um, I was in the bathroom, go to wash my hands and I'm like waving my hand underneath the soap dispenser for at least too long. Mm -hmm. So that would be like five seconds. And I look to my right and what do I see? But a bottle of soap just oh. sitting there. Telling oh, that's me, embarrassing. Just telling me that this does not work. It's <laughs> embarrassing. And yeah. so I do that. Yeah. And then I wait for the tap. The sink I chose did not have, the, no. so I had to move like, you know when you test out tap to tap mm -hmm. and you're like, is it this one? Is it this one? Mm -hmm. Is it this one? And then you finally get one and you're like, okay, fine. And then the water runs for like five seconds mm -hmm. and you're like, but I still have soap on me. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> push it, putting your hand back in. I understand out. automatic things are probably 
good for well there are benefits in terms of like if you can't access like if you are not able to yeah. to actually like make the steps to turn the thing on but and also hygiene obviously and environmental things. and environmental but it's dehumanizing can you please get the timings right i know <laughs> for me i think it's it's the not knowing if the taps are racist or slow because like I'm brown and sometimes I have issues with taps because I think a lot of the time it's like a light sensor, right? So if you put your hand under and you're, you're, I think I genuinely think that that's what some of the original ones were. Like in my mind, what I'm imagining is like they either sense a light or a change in the environment or something, something to let you know that there are hands there. And I'm sure that the hands that they're using are like white hands, because that's, that's the standard. I think so. Because then oh the other gosh. ones I was thinking might be like, what? I wonder if it's movement based, because like it doesn't matter if if you can see the light or not. You can send, like, there will be movement sensors. So it's things like that where I'm just like, is it like a light thing where there's like not enough light and you can't see my hands? That's dehumanizing. But also, the sink is like white. Yeah, exactly. So it's confusing. Someone also said, waiting for the traffic light to turn red so I can cross the street. There are crosswalks here that require you to press a button. And I think it took me a while to realize that because yeah. I would be like, why, why can't, I don't know, like, why is the light not turning? There's already been two consecutive green lights for the cars yeah. that are passing by. And then like some frustrated person will walk by me and they'll be like, sigh and press a button. No. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh that's my what that's bad. for. So sorry. I thought that was just for impatient people. That's yeah, same. Like, like same. this placebo effect. I know? definitely thought they were placebo. But then when I used to live in my pe my previous apartment, um, there'd be like a crossing that you definitely needed to press it because mm -hmm. if you didn't, you're not crossing forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. So like I became the person when I found that out, I became the person who'd be like, sigh. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. um, what is it? You live long, you either die here or live long yeah. enough to see yourself I, become the villain. But I think the worst is when you're already walking up to a crosswalk that has a flashing light mm -hmm. and you're like, I can't tell if it just started flashing or if it's finishing the flashing and it's going to become red. Yeah. And if I should risk it. So your personality test, are you the kind of person who just legs it or do you wait? I feel like I like it every you're time. You are the leg. <laughs> every time. I feel like <laughs> if I were to look up and I'd be like, wait, no, that's okay. Like I make up my mind mentally, like I'm just going to wait yeah. for the next one. You're like already crossing I've, it. Or I'm already and there. She's I'm gone. on the other side. Yeah. I'm not, where she's not coming back. <laughs> she's already going. Having said that this morning, I did get to the crossing by my place. And I think I knew that it was about to end, but I think that's because of the sound. I'm never looking at the at the little green man. I'm listening for the sound. Because I think once it slows down, that's telling you that it's about to stop. I just know in different countries they have a timer. Yeah. Like a countdown. Yeah. Which is helpful because from afar you're like, two seconds. No yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm a coward when it comes to crossing. And I think it's because here in Hong Kong, it's kind of like, it's always cars first, people last. Yeah. Even on zebra crossings. Like yes. there are some cars I'll be like, what the hell? Why are you on a zebra? I'm like, I literally have priority here. Yeah, <laughs> like, Hong Kong is very much, pedestrians do not have the right of way. No, you just, no. It's, it's a fool. You are a fool. Yeah. But 
Oh God, hate crossing the road. I know. It sucks. There's also whenever I stub my toe. For me, it's I don't really bump or bash into things much, but George does. George is my fiance. Um, he's my fiance. He bumps into things, and what I hear is oh, thump. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, oh dear. Hello, George, if this is accurate um, or not. This is how you're going to find out whether or not he listens to your podcast. Well, I was voice noting Izzy the other day, and I was pretending like I had my own podcast, so I started it by saying, hi, welcome back to my podcast. And then I couldn't think of what else to say, so I, I'm just going to throw it to commercial. This episode is sponsored by Honey. And then I ended my voice note. And then George voice noted her a honey advertisement. He just made it up himself. And then voice noted it to her on his own Can phone. Can you please make up <laughs> fake advertisements um, when you sure. do your secret project? You realize how useless you can be when you're at work. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. The amount of times in the past year where I've been doing things like I spent the past, I think, last week just unstapling a bunch of things so that I can recycle them mm. to the point where I was like, why did I staple these in the first place? Yeah. To keep them together? Hell no. Yeah. Forget that. Um, that and also when you're washing your mug in the sink in the pantry mm -hmm. and you know that you're not going to be the only one washing that mug someone else is going to wash something as well but they're lining up but they also don't want to like pressure you so they're kind of they've hovered just <laughs> hovered but then you do the same thing as well where you're like i don't want to pressure someone into I washing know. their mug faster so i'm just gonna hover same energy as waiting for your food in the microwave in the staff room because you cannot go any faster it also counts down so you're like okay i have one minute left 59 seconds i know 58 i always end up taking out my food before the microwave has I done the thing. I think that's common, actually. I think that also is a big part of like how you are. Or another personality test is, do you wait for the microwave to be done or do you take your food out with like five seconds to spare? Because there's, okay, our staff room has four microwaves. Two wow. of them are trash and nobody ever uses them. And then two of them are good. And we all hover by the two good microwaves. And then yesterday I was hovering and someone had left their food in the bottom one and then we were there was two of us waiting for the top one or for someone to come and relieve us of this pain of waiting for their food in the microwave and then the person whose food was in the top microwave we were literally all standing there in silence watching the timer go down really and funny. in 10 seconds she was like you know what it's mine it's done i don't care and she just took it out with five seconds to spare and me and the other person were like no no no, don't worry honestly like you could have just left it in there and she was like nope it's done if it's cold it's cold i was like oh dear okay so she took her food out and then you know i let the other person go would, forth would you eat cold lunch yeah i always do i literally i set if i'm in the staff room and there's multiple people in the staff room like most of the people are there two minutes is how long i'll put my food in if nobody is waiting if someone's waiting for the microwave minute and a half and if after that minute and a half my food is not cooked i'm eating it cold but if i'm alone in the staff room I choose the function that goes with whatever meal I'm having. And that takes like at least three minutes. Like soup, stir fry. Soup. Why are you microwaving soup at work? If it's cold. What? Why are you taking soup to work? I don't know. <laughs> there was a soup what? function on the microwave. It's not my choice. I'm just listing out what? the microwave options. Okay, soup, salad. <laughs> <laughs> Super salad. 
super salad. Oh, he's here. Please refrain from making noise. Or you can Jinx has been making noise the whole time. I know, but it's different when it's a human. He has the capacity to not. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel about teaching um, children, the patience for children, because I understand that they don't have the capacity always to like be in check of their emotions or like their actions. But if an adult makes the same mistake, I'm just like, you genuinely have the capacity to not make the choice you're making right now and you choose to not do that. So I judge you. Just for context, it's hilarious watching Sophie explain this whilst George is in the background <laughs> doing everything he needs to do. <laughs> so to the listeners out there, now we're joined by George in the background just trying to make himself some dinner, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So we are going to still continue to hang out and still talk whilst George is trying to make dinner. Second one, are you ready? Yes. This is... Second? This is like the fourth. I don't know. How long have we been talking? Wow, I can't count. Sorry. I seriously cannot count. because you're an English teacher, that's why. I was drawing a fake line graph on the board the other day and I got nervous. (laughs) And I had to tell everyone that I was nervous. (laughs) It's not even a real line graph. It's okay to make mistakes. No, it's not. I have to be perfect all the time. I added this to my notes this morning. Mm -hmm. Actually, I added these two things this week. So... Last week. Make more noise, why don't you? (laughs) Oh my god. So I got locked out of my apartment last week. Mm -hmm. What happened was I I usually leave the house at like 6.18 because I'm very exact. Yeah. Um, I leave at (laughs) (laughs) 7.03. So teacher life. Mm -hmm. But before I leave my house, I click the lock from the inside and then it just closes and that's it and so what happened is i clicked the lock i was in a rush that morning so i grabbed everything in my umbrella my staff card everything a book in my bag zip my bag wear my socks and wear my shoes and i clicked the lock and i go outside i shut the door and as soon as sophie as soon as it clicks shut the moment i hear the click I'm just like, keys. I did not check if I had my keys. <laughs> well, this is a problem for me in three hours. That's oh fine. Let's goodness. just get to work. I've never had a more stressful commute because I was on the train and I was like, keys. I need to message somebody about keys. spare keys. Like, basically. <laughs> Do that again. Keys. 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 Um, and this is my last commute ever yeah. to my school because I'm not teaching there anymore. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm just like, keys. <laughs> keys. keys. So I don't even have time to be on the minibus just, oh, this is the last time yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm just thinking about my keys. And by the time I reach the school, everyone's like, yeah, Friday, yeah. last Friday ever. I'm telling everybody left and right that I've left my keys at home. Yeah. And it's not even because I wanted them to worry for me. It's more like I had nothing else that was on my mind. Yeah. That always happens when you leave so your keys. So when people were like, Friday, are you excited for summer? What are you doing this summer? I'm like, my keys. keys. My keys. <laughs> um, which made me realize, wow, my entire safety and comfort and just well-being and routine relies on me remembering a little piece of metal Mm -hmm. that is tiny and if i lose it i had to by the way call up a locksmith and watching him break my door lock was the most terrifying thing ever because i was just like he has all these tools he has like a drill it was the most shameful thing standing outside my apartment 
with three other apartments around me mm-hmm. with peepholes, obviously. So anyone could be like, what the hell is yeah. going on out there? And if I was your neighbor, I would definitely be peeping at you. But yeah, have you ever forgotten your keys? Frequently, literally all the time. To the point where George had to like have a serious conversation with me about remembering my keys. Because, so I grew up in a house where I wasn't allowed to have keys because I was a child. And my parents basically said like, you don't need keys because you're a kid. We're always going to be home. Like you, you don't need them. And I was like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like I should have keys. So I got house keys to my parents' apartment, like my childhood home when I turned 18. Okay, so this this is my 18th birthday present was house keys to a house <laughs> I had been living in for 17 years. Um, and then not I was not surprised to nobody's surprise um, from this day forward. My parents were like, OK, you're going to university in like six months or so. So you need to start learning responsibility, taking taking the keys. And I was like, now now is the time. They're like, Well, you're 18 now, like you're an adult. Like this is your gift is the freedom of of responsibility, I guess, like having the key. I'm like, okay, cool, fine. And then for every single day that I went out, I never took my keys with me. And then a couple weeks into it, my parents were like, well, you have keys now. How come you never take them anywhere? I was like, because I've never had keys before and you're always home. Like, this is the precedent that you set. Like, if you had told me that I needed keys maybe a few years ago, then I would be in the habit of taking my keys with me everywhere. But you waited literally until the last moment before letting me have keys. So I forgot them all the time. And then when I lived in my uni house, I I don't think I forgot my keys because I was like, okay, I'm on my own. But when I, when I moved in with George, no keys. I just, just kept leaving them at home and I would just knock on the door. And then every day, I would knock on the door to be let in because I'm like, keys who? I don't know her. And then he'd open the door for me. And then finally one day he was like, you need to start bringing your keys. And when you do bring your keys, you need to take them out of your bag and put them in the bloody door. And I was like, oh, my parents didn't raise me with keys. So I've literally never had to do this. And now we have a smart lock, so I don't take keys anyway. Sophie, (laughs) you went backwards. (laughs) Yeah. I think the smart lock as an invention was made for you specifically. I think so too. And then she never remembers <laughs> so the new my new issue because of course no, nothing is without problems is that we didn't set the code for the smart lock um so i don't really remember and i'm really really bad with numbers like i find it really difficult so if i've um been out on the town with the homies i cannot for the life of me remember the order this is that terrible. the numbers go in so bad it happened twice in one week and i called george's brother and i was like hello i know you don't live here but what's my code he's like how the hell am i supposed to know i was like shh shh george is sleeping i can do this the first time great i got in no problem the second time george was home and he could hear me struggling to get in outside and then i locked myself out because i think if you put the code in too many times the door just locks thank you for i have no words (laughs) i think we've kind of surpassed this whole topic and i'm happy to say that this is just hearing absurd like foolish moments uh yeah that we both have endured Mm -hmm. um I had the opposite of you in the sense that you purposefully would not bring keys around. Yeah. I would forget my keys all the time. I knew every time I did, my dad would just 
be so mad at me, just so mad. And I understood why, but oh my gosh, handling that wrath was not something that I always wanted, obviously. And so one time I was smart, forgot my key, right? So I spent the whole day trying to figure out how to skirt around it so that he wouldn't come after me. Laura, how dare you forget your keys? Um, come, you're so gonna get the blade. Below our estate, there's like a little fountain area yeah. that a lot of the old people sit, just look at birds and chat and whatnot. And after school, so school would end at around 3.20. I would get back to where I lived at around like 3.35 or something, because I'd walk down the hill. And I realized once I was like, okay, I don't have my keys. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell my dad that I'm gonna stay behind at school for a little bit to do some work. And I'm also gonna go to my friends. And then I'm gonna actually sit on the bench downstairs until he comes home at around 5.45-ish mm-hmm. or six. And once he does, I'll be like, Oh, hi, Dad. I just got back Fancy too. that we are both <laughs> arriving at the same time. Um, whether or not he knew, pretty sure he did. Because it's like, why would my daughter just be sitting on a bed? Sitting out here with the old people, hanging out. Do you have um, a book or anything? I think I must have occupied my time somehow. Scrolling. Reading I had Twilight. an iPod. I had no Wi-Fi on it. Oh. I think I probably literally just daydreamed my way through the afternoon. Yeah, it's relatable. And that's some only child. I remember also digging into my bag numerous times for my key that I knew I definitely didn't bring with me. <laughs> Hoping it would just appear. <laughs> the worst bag to have actually for digging through stuff is a tote bag. Yeah. That's um, digging through a tote God. bag for anything. Oh my gosh. Even just today, I was like trying to find my keys <laughs> and I was searching in my tote bag for a specific corner that I know I put my keys in mm-hmm. but you know how in tote bags everything slides around yeah and like eventually your keys end up I don't know just like upside down and like yeah. a little in your coffee 60 cup. degree angle yeah. like right in between like two different things so I had to unpack my bag Ooh. outside my door. No. <laughs> I know they're in there. Yeah. But also it's like when your phone is at the bottom of your bag and you can just feel it buzzing and you're just thinking, is it worth, is it worth raccooning my bag <laughs> for? <laughs> that's what I feel like. Yeah. I feel like a raccoon just like digging into my stuff. Like where's that little piece of, or someone's like, oh, do you have like a pen? Probably. Sometimes I say no yeah. because I feel like it's more worth their time for them to go somewhere else to find <laughs> pen than the time it would take for me to just yeah another moment because i am the person who will say yes if i know i have the thing and then i'll make them wait there until i find it we have three types of personality tests throughout this podcast so make sure you take all of them and let us know what kind of person you are i've forgotten the first two already but i know me neither i think the the fun part about talking to people though is that you know every thought is a throwaway thought what because you know when you speak to someone in real life Mm -hmm. it's not like they're a scribe and they're jotting down every single word that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So there is an expectation of when you are talking, everything kind of dissolves a little bit. So I don't remember anything that I've said in the past like couple minutes. I think I'll remember the phrase, not everybody is a scribe, because I think that's very poignant. Having said that, I am the kind of person who will just tell George every thought that enters my mind. Like, it's like me texting my friend Juliet. Yeah. I'm just like, here's some thoughts. Yeah. Hey, are you busy right now? Oh, you're, you're relaxing, having a good time. Listen to this mundane thing that has come to my mind. I think the other night I asked him if he would still love me if I was a peasant and he was a king. He said yes, which is very sweet. But I mean, like, you know, what? in what scenario would a peasant meet a king? I think on the similar kind of note, my friend asked her brother 
if I think he would still love her if she was, I think it was either a mosquito or a slug or neither. And I'm remembering the wrong insect. Worm? Worm. Sorry. Probably worm. An integral detail of this short anecdote is that my friend interrupted her brother in the middle of a game that he was playing just to ask him that, which I think was the correct timing to ask someone if they would still love you if you were a worm. Anyway, the point we are leading up to for everyone listening is there is nothing quite like the foolish behavior of being just being and existing and in particular what i am going to try and articulate is fool hours happen when you have no filter in your brain and usually this is when you are very sleepy and i'm going to talk a little bit about it in just a moment Actually, I have hours where I am unfiltered. So my opening hours in my brain <laughs> are from like the formal opening hours. Formal of my brain opening hours. Are probably like at around 7 45 ish mm-hmm. to 3 p.m. It's gotta be school hours, no? 8 p.m. That's a long time. As in, like, that's the time when my brain will filter things. Mm. Beyond those hours, I have no filter in my brain. So anything, I've I've done this a couple of times where I will be texting my friend at around 9 p.m. Mm. or 10 p.m. And anything I'm writing is barely coherent. <laughs> and she can tell. Yeah. And for some reason, this happens so often, but I still do it where I think I'm making sense. So I'm still talking to her, but I'm spelling things wrong or I'm saying weird renditions of things, mm-hmm. or I'm commenting on things that aren't like important. So the other day or the other week, and she was like, ah, yes, maybe it's bedtime for you. And I was <laughs> like, no, it's not. I'm awake. And I yeah. would just keep going. Um, but I think one time I took it even further and I posted a book review on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And you can tell I was barely awake because I had all of these spelling errors. I was also commenting on things in broken sentences. I don't even know what I think I deleted it out of my brain but I woke up and I didn't have any recollection of it Mm -hmm. until my friend sent me a screenshot and she was like Clara (laughs) and I was like what I was looking at it like oh my god and I went onto my goodreads and I was like take it down take it down but yeah I have unfiltered hours I definitely feel that I feel like my formal hours are 8 30 to 4 30 which is a much shorter window than yours is keeping in mind that I get to work at 7 50 <laughs> so like I try and keep all the weirdness in until class starts at 8 30 and then 4 30 is about the time where I'm like in town done with work and I and I'm off to like go and do stuff and that's not to say that I don't have days where I have extended formal hours but it's definitely like in the two hours or so that I have by myself before George gets home from work I like sit in my thoughts and then he gets home and then I'm just like okay it's the 16th century you're a peasant you only bathe once a year when are you having a bath and he's like please (laughs) Um, please the answer is his birthday which if I was single yes I would also if I was a single peasant in the 16th century only allowed to bathe once a year I would take a bath on my birthday and then should George and I find each other then I would change my bathing day to our anniversary because I think that would be be nice if we could be clean together so that's the answer to that question but the point of the story is that like I'm alone for just long enough that the formal brain hours are off I think I used to have the same before Isabel came home and 
there was like an hour window. This is hilarious, but part of me is like, haha, I beat Izzy in like our afternoon routine because I've done my shower and I've done everything and I'm like on the couch now useless whilst she's still in her everyday clothes. Yeah. She has to go through her outside clothes. Her outside clothes and her civilian clothes. Um, <laughs> that's what my friend Juliet has been calling like her normal wear because yeah. she's she just finished her medical degree. Congratulations, Juliet. So she hear that she congratulated you but she eggs eggs he's beating eggs no no i lost my train of thought and it has nothing to do with eggs sorry the train has left left the station no it hasn't what time is it the office is closing (laughs) wait, i need my train of thought oh my god this is what's dehumanizing i can't think of my train of thought whilst i was making the sound i've also completely forgotten what you said I got sidetracked by making the train sound effects. Oh, civilian clothes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what my friend Juliet calls like her outside clothes because mm-hmm. she changes into scrubs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's just been calling her normal clothes civilian clothes, which I think is hilarious. For me, sitting at work, sitting in an office chair is dehumanizing to me. Yeah. Um, the desks in a year six classroom are smaller than the average adult sized table. So when I'm sitting at a child's desk, I'm like, oh, I can tell that this is made for someone slightly smaller than me. But then when I'm in year one and I'm sitting at a year one's desk, I'm sitting in their little tiny year one chairs and my knees are like above, like I'm almost crouching, like my knees are above where the table should be. And then this little year one will come and sit next to me and they're like, ha ha, look, look at me, I'm made for the size table and chair. And I'm like, of course you are, because you're literally a child. And then we have our meetings in our classrooms. So like- That's really funny. So like in your, yeah. So like in year six, when our PYP coordinator comes over and she's sitting in the classroom with us, we have these like kidney, uh, shaped tables so we'll sit around the kidney shaped table and like at least in year six our knees go under the desks but I can't imagine that like in year one they're doing that like in year one it's a lot of sitting on the tables or like leaning it I do a lot of leaning at school I bet you don't have to lean because everything's your size normal normal people's size yeah I lean so much I've sat on a couple of cabinets though mm-hmm. and shelves and all those I've basically sat on everything that's not a chair and one of my work friends has made fun of me always saying I'm sitting on the floor but I'm like I want to sit on the floor it's where I am if you're asking me what I'm doing I'm gonna be like I'm sitting on the floor because if you want to find me you won't find me just by looking at my desk it looks like I'm not there because I'm on the floor floor. Um, vibing down there and it's to the point where when I was cleaning out my desk I think one of my colleagues was like Clara I'm surprised that you have so much stuff to clean out because you never (laughs) sit at your desk you're just always on your floor I was like yeah I'm surprised too (laughs) I don't know how I got so much stuff Anyway, there are so many things. Oh, I've got my note. Things that are dehumanizing. Stepping in blue tech, and when someone asks me to read an analog clock, and I will not be elaborating. Bizarre. I think I just want to start a podcast because this has been really fun. I really appreciate it being on your podcast. Yeah, I think Sophie and I have a bunch of anecdotes of just our day. I feel like our days have no correlation whatsoever to any other day. And it's always a constant blender of just experiences. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully this has brought to light also some of your moments in time where you feel like you are a fool and we are all fools together. Earth is just full of fools. Try and say that three times over. Didn't get a theory degree for nothing. This is it. This is my moment. Three years. Okay. Wholeheartedly, Clara and Sophie.
Thanks for having me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. You suck. No, no. you don't suck. Okay. You're great. Thank you. Or like the the email sound, the Mac email sound. That's so, so What is it? <laughs>